48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well on the headlines. There are growing calls for karaoke and mahjong parlors to close to curb the spread of COVID-19. A 40-day-old baby may have become the youngest victim of the coronavirus in Hong Kong. Barristers in the city join calls for government financial assistance. A former hospital authority official has called on the government to close karaoke bars and mahjong parlors for two weeks to match its closure of other entertainment venues to curb the spread of COVID-19. Five people who went to karaoke together last week have tested positive. Dr Derek Gao is a former director of quality and safety. If we feel quite clearly that gathering for entertainment in an enclosed environment, enclosed space, is quite a high-risk activity, then there's no particular reason why we have to wait and see what happens in the mahjong clubs and also the karaoke settings. Dr Ao also says the government should start preparing temporary hospitals in case of a large outbreak. He says a decision needs to be made on where to move recovering patients to make room for new cases. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong agrees the government should close venues considered to have an increased risk of spreading the coronavirus, but he stopped short of saying that being an oversight on the part of the government. Authorities have said karaoke's and mahjong parlors hold catering licenses, so they should follow social distancing measures that apply to restaurants. Sources say a newborn has initially tested positive for the coronavirus. The 40-day-old baby is being treated at Queen Elizabeth Hospital. If confirmed, he'll be the youngest coronavirus patient in Hong Kong. It is understood that a friend of the boy's parents who recently tested positive had been in contact with the baby. The Bar Association has written to the Financial Secretary Paul Chan asking for assistance for practising barristers during the coronavirus pandemic. The, the association's chairman, Philip Dykes, says work has ground to a halt because of court suspensions. He says it's unfair the government helps retail, catering and transport, but not to the legal sector. The Bar of New South Wales has written to um, their government asking for help, asking for help in deferring tax, asking for help in ensuring that loans, favourable loans, can be made available by the government. Likewise, the Bar of England and Wales has written to the, um, the government asking that, likewise, tax be deferred, that uh, payments on service tax, VAT, be put back for a few months. There are uh, many ways that help can be, be given. Pro-Beijing party DAB has urged the government to immediately set up a special fund to help poor families affected by the pandemic. This comes after 1,400 families applied for the party's handout of as much as $5,000 each. Its chairwoman, Starry Lee, said an inaction by the government to help poor families will set off a political bomb. Whenever I approach the secretary and I receive uh, no promise and no active response and I would like to take this opportunity to urge the secretary to consider and to take action immediately because the situation now is actually very alarming. If the government don't take active role, I would say this will be a political bomb in the near future. The chairwoman of the Hong Kong Retail Management Association has called on landlords to slash rents by half a day after Hong Kong posted its biggest retail slump on record. Annie Yao Jie said that although some landlords have lowered shop rents for tenants, reductions were only by 10 or 20 percent at most. He, she called on landlords to consider cutting rents by 50 percent and to maintain them at reduced levels un, until at least June. 
An epidemiologist says the mainland is at risk of a second wave of coronavirus infections as it starts reopening from its lockdowns. Professor Ben Cowling from the University of Hong Kong also says Hong Kong could face imported cases from Southeast Asia where infections are on the rise. But he says he's most concerned about local cases here with no known source, which makes it difficult to quarantine any close contacts. So that's the local cases where we don't know how they acquired infection. They're not linked to the other known cases. And those numbers have been small every day, but not really going down. There's always a handful every day. And so that's the thing that concerns me and and many others in Hong Kong University, because if we have more and more of those cases, it indicates that there's transmission going on in the community that, that we're not able to slow down. A member of the Youth Development Commission says Democratic Party barrister Senia Ng isn't qualified to carry on as a commission member and barely attended any meetings. The commission was set up in 2018 to help the government enhance its policies on youth. But since then, Hong Kong has been hit by large-scale social unrest. The DAB's Nixie Lam has been appointed to her third year on the commission and says Ms Ng declined the invitation after also serving two years. She's not qualified. In my opinions, she she just rarely come to meetings. She come for to five to ten minutes and then she go. I think if another committee, the Democratic Party, can appoint anybody else, please appoint someone that will work. In an interview with Ming Pao newspaper, Ms Ng said after anti-government protests started in June, she raised the protesters' five demands at meetings, but the government failed to address those demands. President Trump has told Americans that a rough two-week period lies ahead. He spoke after official figures were released showing the U.S. had overtaken China in the number of declared deaths linked to the coronavirus. Speaking at the White House, Mr. Trump said Americans must change their behavior to combat the threat of COVID-19. Each of us has the power, through our own choices and actions, to save American lives and rescue the most vulnerable among us. That's why we really have to do what we all know is right. Every citizen is being called upon to make sacrifices. Every business is being asked to fulfill its patriotic duty. Every community is making fundamental changes to how we live, work and interact. A key member of President Trump's coronavirus task force, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has said he's considering advising people to wear masks outside, which is not the current advice. At a news conference at the White House, Dr. Fauci was asked whether the number of dead could reach 100,000. The answer is yes. We need as, as, as sobering a number as that is, we should be prepared for it. Is it going to be that much? I hope not. And I think the more we push on the mitigation the less likelihood it would be that number. But as being realistic, we need to prepare ourselves that that is a possibility that that's what we will see. The commanding officer of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, one of the world's largest aircraft carriers, has called on the U.S. Navy leadership to help save the lives of thousands of sailors on board, many of whom are believed to have coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Sophie Long. In his letter, Captain Brett Crozier described a bleak situation on board the nuclear-powered aircraft carrier. He warned that the ship lacked enough quarantine and isolation facilities to stop the spread and said, we are not at war, sailors do not need to die. He urged the U.S. Navy leadership to take immediate and decisive action and remove and isolate the majority of the more than 4,000 sailors on board. A U.S. Navy official said they are taking the situation day by day. 
The Netherlands has extended restrictions designed to curb the spread of the coronavirus until April the 28th. The country has nearly 13,000 confirmed infections and more than 1,000 deaths. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan. Schools, bars, restaurants, museums, theatres and sports clubs will stay shut until at least the 28th of April. The ban on meeting more than one person in public remains and those who do leave home for work, essential groceries or fresh air must be free of cold symptoms and stay 1.5 metres away from other people. There is mounting pressure on the country's limited intensive care unit beds and fears the current infection rates will see them overwhelmed. For the second day in a row, Italy has registered a comparatively small rise of 2.8% in the number of new infections. France has recorded its worst daily rise in coronavirus fatalities. Another 499 people died in hospital there. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhardt. Italy alone accounts for nearly one in three deaths worldwide. It held a minute's silence for the victims, a nation in mourning. 66 of the dead are doctors. Less badly hit countries like Poland and Sweden are tightening restrictions. Beyond the cost in lives and the colossal economic hit, there's a growing sense the pandemic may have a lasting political impact, raising questions of pan-EU solidarity and national self-reliance in the face of crisis. The Saudi Arabian minister for the Hajj, the annual Islamic pilgrimage, has called on Muslims to wait before making plans to attend this year because of the coronavirus. In an interview on Saudi television, the minister asked for people to be patient until the situation is clearer. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Asha. This is the clearest indication so far that Saudi Arabia may decide that it is not possible to hold the Hajj as normal this year. It's due to take place at the end of July and into the first week of August. Every year it brings up to two and a half million Muslims from around the world into Saudi Arabia to fulfill a fundamental religious obligation. It's a major income provider for the kingdom as well as a key source of legitimacy for the Saudi king whose proudest title is custodian of the two holy mosques. Business and financial news, HSBC shares have dropped sharply in Hong Kong trading after it scrapped dividend payments and warned of losses in the first quarter due to the global coronavirus pandemic. The bank's shares slid almost 10% down to a low of 39 Hong Kong dollars and 80 cents at one point, bringing this year's decline to over 30%. Standard Chartered also fell over 5%. A number of large banks have agreed to cancel dividends in light of the pandemic to help them weather an economic downturn. The Bank of England ordered lenders to also cancel cash bonuses for executives. Statements from banks, including Barclays, HSBC, Lloyds, Royal Bank of Scotland and Standard Chartered, confirmed they would temporarily halt shareholder payouts and share buybacks for 2019 and possibly throughout 2020. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 23,380, down 222 points from the previous close. The euro stood at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The greenback was at 107.78 yen and the pound was worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. Finance ministers and central bankers from the G20 industrialized countries say they will offer financial assistance to poorer countries to help them fight the effect of the pandemic. Following a video conference meeting, the G20 said this would include looking at ways of relieving the debt burden on poorer countries. And now to sports, here's Adam Chang. Football's world governing body, FIFA, has drawn up plans for an emergency fund to support clubs and leagues struggling to cope with the global coronavirus pandemic. 
It could amount to the biggest response from any major sports governing body to the financial impact caused by the ongoing health crisis. The BBC's Nigel Adderley reports. FIFA has cash reserves of over $2.7 billion and says it's their duty to help the many areas of the game which are currently struggling to deal with issues created by COVID-19. Clubs across the world, including Barcelona and Juventus, have negotiated wage cuts with players such as Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. But those with smaller resources face much more serious problems. And FIFA appreciates that without financial assistance, clubs may be bankrupted and programmes which develop young players could disappear. Discussions will now take place with the six regional confederations over how the money should be used. In the meantime, European nations will convene on Wednesday to discuss their options for rescheduling the end of the season. The chairman of the English Premier League club Tottenham says people need to wake up to the enormity of the pandemic. Daniel Levy's comments come as the club announced that 550 non-playing staff would take a 20% pay cut. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. Some really interesting quotes from Daniel Levy says, we need to realise that football cannot operate in a bubble. We may be the eighth largest club in the world by revenue, but all that historical data is irrelevant as this virus has no boundaries. He earns £7 million a year, by the way, or he certainly did last year, and he is among the staff at the club who are going to take this cut in salary. The Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe insists the English Premier League season has to be completed. He says there needs to be a fair conclusion to the season, but not at the expense of public health. The season has to finish with everyone's health in mind. I think that's absolutely critical. We cannot play a game of football if it um, jeopardises the health of someone in the, in the general public. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that. Football has to come secondary to everybody else. NBA fans starved for action amidst the sports shutdown will get a taste of competition in an NBA 2K Players Tournament starting on Friday. The video game showdown features 16 current NBA players and will be aired on ESPN in the United States over 10 days. Having been sidelined all season with an ankle injury, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets now headlines the event as the number one seed. Utah's Donovan Mitchell. Atlanta's Trey Young and Washington's Japanese rookie Rui Hachimura have also signed up for the virtual challenge. And as you look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. There are growing calls for karaoke and marjan parlors to close to curb the spread of COVID-19. A 40-day-old baby may have become the youngest victim of the coronavirus in Hong Kong and barrister in the city joined calls for the government financial assistance. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me Noreen Mir on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday the 1st of April is today's date. Big thanks to James Ross for the morning brew. Just after half past one, we're going to be chatting with local whiskey expert John Rhodes. That's right, we're going to be chatting about whiskey and other things. So stay tuned at half past one. And after 2.30, we'll be joining um, Cruzanne McCalligan for the midweek audio column. And this week, a cruise will be talking about calculators. That's right, a tribute to an incredible tool that empowered even the most numerically challenged among us. So that's what we'll be uh, chatting about calculators after 2.30. Feel free to also uh, join us. You can email 123show 